Cleveland, they would be on leashes. You're not in Cleveland anymore, Penny, Catherine said, as she spun back to her easel on red leather 1940s heels, a vintage find at one of the summer flea markets and only five euros. I have a remedy for that. Not for the dogs, of course. They will be with us like ancient curses until we die. Michael says Betty Lou has agreed to do a set, and you two can sing one of those funny disco medleys you do so well. Perhaps we can convince Emile to give us an accordion number instead of singing. She picked up a tube of burnt umber oil paint and squeezed a little onto her palate, wondering if she had been too blunt with Penny, who could go on about how things were done in the city of her birth, a city she had fled the moment her late parents' fortune had been settled on her. She wondered if Eve, who had never seen a reason to travel outside of his native France, even knew where Cleveland was. She jabbed the brush onto the canvas in an area that was going to be sky. In the foreground of the painting, two young women in long gowns appeared to be examining a lamb. The scenery behind them was what Catherine saw when she looked over her crumbling stone wall. A field of alfalfa still dotted with the last of the brilliant red poppies. I haven't sung in ages, and I'd be embarrassed, Penny said, especially if Betty Lou Holiday's going to perform. She's famous. People will be coming to hear her, not us. She paused to swat at a bug that had settled on her slender, uncovered arm. Damn these horseflies! Why don't those new people from Belgium board their horses somewhere in the country? My dear, this is the country, Catherine said. She would have to put the unfinished painting away soon and set up for her lunch party. More black, do you think? she said, half turning toward Eve, but really thinking out loud. Here in Burgundy, she had discovered after several years of full-time residency, unabashed blue sky days were as rare as uncomplicated relationships. The heavy rains, chilly even in summer, appeared seemingly out of nowhere. Skies darkened ten minutes after she hung the sheets, and the alfalfa danced in gusty winds. Betty Lou hasn't had a big hit record since, well, since they were records and not CDs, she said to comfort Penny. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Country music was never my thing. Anyway, Michael's trying to persuade her to try a little rock. Her husband, J.B., is her producer, you know, and he's all for it. I don't understand why you offered to organize the entertainment for this local thing, Penny said. It's so much work. Well, to be the queen of the party, of course, admired for pulling off the best show in Reigny's history. I expect you to cover me with glory, Catherine laughed to disguise her hope that they understood how serious she was. Everyone will say what a charming and talented woman Madame Goff is, and how lucky we are to have her in our midst. Have all the ladies coming to lunch today volunteered? Or is this a recruiting event? Penny said. No, not at all. I'd like Betty Lou to meet some local people. She's isolated in that house they leased so far out of town, 
Michael says it's elegant, but the real draw is the recording studio. The place is owned by a French actor, but he's never there. Am I invited for lunch also? Eve said, eyebrows cocked in what Catherine guessed he thought of as an appealing expression. I don't mind closing for a couple of hours. Business, it is terrible. Yesterday was one customer, a tourist who wanted every book in the shop about the chateau, as they all do this time of year, but nothing else. I'm afraid not. Adele Bellegarde is coming. Why? Eve said, his voice rising. She tells tales about me and you invite her to your home? I am insulted. He abandoned his smile and glowered at